Good evening, all you voice firsters out there. It is Nick coming to you live from Voice Park Live with your co-hosts, Ben and AJ. Ben from the NYC, AJ from the rural hills of Idaho. We have one hell of a good show lined up for you tonight where we'll be talking to the COO of Houndify and Soundhound. Oh, yeah. So Michael let's go ahead. Zagorsik. Yep, Michael Zagorskik. Now let's go ahead and get into some news. Ben, what do you got cooking up? Uh, what do I got cooking? What were you, what uh, were you no, cooking? What's the leftovers in your fridge? Um, yeah, baked ziti. Meatballs. Meatballs? Uh, yeah, ziti. I don't know. Not, not nothing too crazy. Nothing too. It has garlic. Um, oh, you gotta have garlic. I mean, if it doesn't have garlic, mm -hmm. garlic bread. How else are you gonna keep the vampires away, right? Uh, yep. <laughs> no, 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 we're not too much, uh, to really to report on my end. I, I like Nick. I was going to kind of go back to one of your older topics on, uh, Nick, the news or news, news with Nick. Um, and, uh, it kind of, you know, Alexa hunches and it mm -hmm. kind of, you know, kind of falling in my, our purview. You know, we had a discussion about it at, at the job, you know, we're all at home and all that other stuff and keeping you safe. But, um, it's kind of, it's kind of like goes back to like the, you know, like you alluded to in, in your in your piece, you know, the, the Nest thermostat capabilities and stuff like that and learning kind of your habits and natures and stuff like that. So that was kind of cool. Um, and I don't know if you wanted to kind of go off on a tangent on that. But, yeah, that was that was a really cool subject that I thought you brought up. That was yeah, a little bit older. It, that was like almost a week ago now. <laughs> yeah, it kind of so, turns it it kind of turns it into uh, how from, you know, 2001 A Space Odyssey, which I'm kind of cool with, but I'm kind of not cool with. But how makes value you know? judgments? Is a little yes scary. and that's a little too scary like yeah. this is so for your own good i must keep you locked in your house this is for your own good you're like no no Open I the get bay doors, how? that all the uh, <laughs> scientists came in already hey, in stasis i think i'm gonna go back and watch that movie and i'm gonna tell I'll you why it. and i know i'm getting do on it. a little tangent here but let me no. tell you something um do you know that that movie has the <laughs> longest time span of no talking because of the because of the beginning uh, part, it's like twenty eight minutes. The intro with the cavemen, yeah, and it's crazy. So well, I convinced my wife that, to actually but... watch it with me. I convinced my wife to actually watch this with me, and um, she's like, "Okay, great, I'll finally watch it with you. I finally watch it with you." She did not get past that twenty eight minutes. She's like, "What? Uh, why is there no words? You this got, is terrible." You, what, yeah, what's you happening? you have to that the beginning when the chorus is going. That is like a, when you sniff coffee before you try new wine. So that's my theory is that that all that disturbing chaos of the orchestra starting up is meant to make you forget yourself and forget what where you came from and like that you how you got to the theater and, and it like intentionally disorients you so your mind is like super clear to like tolerate that so that in order to so make you discuss the talking part you can't talk during the music part um, okay okay so you this was discussed this was kubrick's uh big thing and no, this no, was his this design is my right? theory is a, this is my theory okay, as okay. a person who has theories i, nice. I thought you maybe had a nice. class in there or something i don't know you know you never know <laughs> i like it i like it well yeah i like so it it's cool it, in it makes sense so aj do you got any news for this week i did i did i um i mentioned the thing about the name thing last time but then i saw uh -huh. i i heard something absolutely wonderful i was actually gonna propose it but so apparently the device now does listen for thank you because I hmm. asked uh, her to do something for me without, I don't have follow up mode enabled. She uh -huh. said something. I said, thank you. She said, you're very welcome. So Ooh. I was actually going to propose a mode, a gratuity reciprocity mode where it would be like a magenta light that would fade out for just like a second for just to give you the opportunity. Cause you know, people would change their, trade their uh train their kids to like hey you know reciprocity hmm. somebody does something for you either be a machine or be a person why not just say thanks habit of that i think that's yep. fantastic and very civil totally. so i think that that's what i experienced and i'm super happy about that and uh it's awesome little things but yeah super happy about that and uh i wanted yeah. to uh yeah yeah so that's it no no that reminded me of something about yeah, no, that reminded me of something. I think uh, Shamala Shamala Pergai had a had a had a um, clubhouse uh, room earlier this week, and it was kind of interesting. She was talking about empathy and, and your conversations and, and topics like that. AJ, re like, really, like, oh my gosh, I wish you can get in here and, and hear this kind of, hear this conversation. And really, well, they, add need, to they it. need to make it for Android, I was, or I need to. Get I know. Like, I was I was kind of a fly on the wall. I should have like chimed in for you, and I, that's that's on <laughs> that's on me, man. But um, you can do all Android. Android. <laughs> He's all Android. <laughs> 
but I just think it's the it's idea okay. They, they the have the best components. The aspect of it, you know, they say that uh, even just uh, like experience, allowing yourself even before you eat, just to experience a moment of gratitude and calm, mm-hmm. it's actually better for your digestion and stuff like that. So I feel like that's kind of good. We get kind of caught up in the technology, but that idea of getting the habit of actually feeling the gratitude for the machine doing it for you i think that's a better way because otherwise you end up that other way where it's like that kind of like the king that just never grateful for anything just tell everybody to get the stuff so i i like that i'm gonna do that at my house and i have no problems thanking the machine at all i doesn't bother me i do it all the time i do it all the time but to you i remember you brought up the point a couple weeks ago like when you when uh when the A lady will say, um, you know, you bet. It's just like a weird response to to, to hearing the thank you. <laughs> you bet. Yes, but but thank you. Uh, the, but you're very welcome isn't a emoticon. It's not one of her speech cons. So she actually says mm-hmm. it. So it has that. Mm-hmm. And I think anybody who's ever uh, wondered about their car and their car started, they've thanked their car. So I don't think anybody has any problem thinking. <laughs> right? A dude, I've that, been that hoop. That, yeah, exactly. A 1983 Honda Accord. It was that like, Yeah. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> so Not this week, it's water. Oh, it's water. that's a nice water bottle there. Yeah, it's a uh, uh, learner from Wales, Welsh water. Ooh, interesting. So um, this week we will be talking on uh, Nick with News about the uh, proposed uh, command center unit that yeah. the uh, that Amazon's going to be coming out with. I'm excited about it. I like the idea. I do too. Um, I uh, actually uh, wrote on a blog about it. I responded and I said, you know, it's got to be at least 25 inches long or wide and have uh, and be about two inches thick. I want this thing to be like a like a like a picture that you would hang up right and i want to be i want it to be translucent i want to be able to look into it and be like oh okay great there's nothing on my face okay good (laughs) you know let's hit the road and then and then come back and ask it what the weather is and then translucently it would pop up and and show me cloud emojis and stuff like that you wouldn't say alexa Alexa on the wall Bloomberg says that Amazon stock is $3,308 USD and Apple's is 130. Is that anyway? Did you activate yours? No, no. I'm I'm actually looking at the article from Lab 126. (laughs) What's that? He did. He activated his. Oh, because he he started started throwing down the A lady name. You know what's going to happen? She's there to please. So so your uh, your wake word is Amazon. Mm mm. Oh, he said the no, a, no, he said no. the a lady. I said, I said Alexa, Alexa on the wall. Who is the hail- handsomest sailor of them all? And uh, you know that would be right. Wouldn't be me. It would be you. It would. No, no, uh, sailor, the handsomest sailor. Come on. Oh no. So Anyhow, this, bottom line this, is, I, yeah, I think it would yeah. be cool. Well, I can tell cool. you Sorry. that I have a certification in one of the companies. So that's like it says here that Control Four corporation and apple because that's guys you know what the the home control systems are uh-huh. if you they're they're more simple than you think i remember i got a certification in like to control a control for device like say you wanted to make an iot device you uh-huh. could go on uh-huh. aws training and certification learn how to set up an aos iot device and all you do is make one of the pins high five voltage and you can talk to these control four devices so there's a wow. really a lot of opportunity there. And then if you have your uh, Alexa backend, you you can, oh, I just did it myself. But that's a <laughs> really cool thing. <laughs> so I was going to say, I think that's super exciting because then it brings things together and a lot mm-hmm. of room for growth. I had a friend of mine that's like, I need you to make me a microwave sensor because I have deer and elk on my property. I'm like, I could do that for you. Mm-hmm. He's like, could we sell it? I was like, yeah, just, yeah. We can. We could. So that's what's good about it. So uh, also tonight we have something to give away. So our how um, security pack is uh, is up as well. Our how uh, security pack, which features in a third generation Echo Dot and a buzz off, is actually uh, up tonight. So that competition has ended. So if we want to go ahead and uh, give away some free stuff, what do you guys think? Yeah, we got to do a Let's drum do roll while you pick it. Yeah, okay. Because it's always boring when you just go to the website. Ben. <laughs> All right. So let's see here. So we have the 
Voice Spark Privacy Pack, third generation Echo Dot, and a Buzz Off. Let's go ahead and pick a winner. Uh, I went ahead and cleaned out everybody that's outside of the continental U.S. Everybody knows the rules. If they choose to enter and they're from uh, Perth, outside. I don't know what to tell you. Perth, Australia. Okay, one winner to draw. Mm -hmm. And the winner is... And the internet is dead. And the internet is dead. St. Charles, Illinois. All right. Heart of the country. Eddie Green, it's going to you. So, and that's going to get shipped out tomorrow. 12, if I remember right, 12 months of Howl, Ben. That's right, Howl. Um, it's a, the, the upgrade to Howl Home and Personal Monitoring. Yep. So, right. he gets that. He gets a buzz off and an Echo Dot. That house is going to be very, very secure. Right. So with that being right. said, I wanted to switch gears a little bit, guys, because I had an excellent uh, meeting yesterday with the guys over at PopTel, which is also a um, in conjunction with Wonderword, who uh, mm -hmm. built uh, uh, 63rd and Wallace and now Escape 63rd and uh, also uh, built the Curse Painting, who came in second mm -hmm. in the 2020 Sparkies. And, uh, um, and 63rd and Wallace is a like a thriller, mystery, horror based on true life voice interactive story. Yep. Thriller. And, skill. and they've actually updated it. So if you go there, you're going to get you're actually going to see two skills. And the one that you want, the new one is Escape 63rd and Wallace. That's the one that you want, because uh, that's actually the interactive game that we discussed last week. So PopTel is essentially their answer to. um what, what I'd like to call the, the kind of fractaled um, voice information that's out there. So you, you have a list of events, right? And, you know, Project Voice does a good job of doing, uh, of, of, of holding events, and they have a lot of them. And then you have, you know, good articles from uh, voicebot.io. But what mm -hmm. PopTel is trying to do is they're trying to collate all that data and bring it into one place, bring it under one roof. So they've broken it up into four different categories. You have news, you have the lab, you have voices, and you have events. And anything and everything should pretty much fall under those four categories. Nice. Cool. Now, um, as you can see, the Sparkies are here. And <laughs> uh, also featured videos. Uh, the one uh, Voice Spark Live episode that we had, uh, Peter Zetterberg, and uh, Hendrik Landfloor's on is down here. Also, the Nickwit News is over here. Very cool. And these guys are really trying to make this the one-stop shop. In fact, if you read down here, PopTel's on a mission to drive the interactive audio entertainment industry. We are obsessed yeah. with getting people to test this new form of entertainment and will empower active users to play, explore, and to take control of their nice. story and to do so in a hands-free way heads up environment Dang. so they're going to bring awesome. you the latest news yeah. bring you the latest voices from the industry and guide you to the best interactive audio content so stay tuned Absolutely. that's really so, cool it's like a you know an aggregator I mean, of uh, everything you know that we're talking about more or less from yeah like he said that's right cool. like collate like you know if you ever like had to get a whole bunch of copies of stuff together and it's, if you don't have something that collates it oh my goodness so you're right you're right dude that was a great analogy there so hey, Steve Isenock awesome. uh, popped back in and uh, or Ice Noggle. I yeah, I don't know why I keep on saying I you know what the reporter said it that way. So Steve, <laughs> so Steve Ice Noggle uh popped back in. He was our guest yeah. from last week and yes. he wrote, Hey guys, good to see more automotive stuff being discussed. <laughs> Hell yes, Steve. Please stand by. Right. Yes. Now Steve was inspired as a teacher who teaches the ASE certification in his high school. He was inspired by playing an Alexa skill in his vehicle mm -hmm. while he was driving, and he had this moment of inspiration. Oh, there was a question. Can I do this? So he applied himself, and yes, he could. And so and he did. He's, he is a, he's definitely a fan. So That's any awesome. audio-based stuff that he's going to be listening for. Awesome. Nice That's to great. see you, Steve. That's great. That's great. Um, cool. Yeah, so, it, yep. 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 I mean, I'm excited because I think, you know, us discussing uh, voice in, in automotive is just a, a great natural fit too. So uh, I'm excited for, for our guest on tonight. Absolutely. Later. And so that, and so that brings us to our guest, Ben, if you could 
introduce our guest? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mike Zagorsik, COO of Houndify and Soundhound. Really excited to have him on. Absolutely. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. Thank you hey. very much for coming on Voice Spark Live. We appreciate it, and uh, thanks for uh, thanks for your time. It's great to be here. Thanks very much. Absolutely. Awesome. So uh, thanks again for waiting behind the scenes there. We had to give away some free stuff and then uh, um, do a little quick shout out to Poptel and get uh, drug into some uh, voice first conversating. But uh, here we are. Yeah. Oh, it gave me a chance to get a few quick tweets and likes out. So uh, all in good Oh, time. nice. Sweet. Yeah, he's probably already Excellent. done his subscribing because he knows what's coming. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> so Michael, you uh, have well, so for the folks that don't know who you are, we like to start with kind of like your background, like how you, uh, maybe how you got into voice or what, you know, kind of uh, your first, like what your interests are, like a little bit about your background, go back as far as you like. Sure, yeah. Uh, happy to share a bit about myself. I um, started, I'll go in a sort of reverse order. I'm currently part of a company called SoundHound, and uh, a lot of folks know the name because um SoundHound is also the name of a, a music recognition app that that got a lot of popularity. Uh, so you you know you tap the, the button on the app and it tells you what's playing around you. Uh, we, you know over 300 million downloads, and that was really the first chapter of the company. That's how uh, people got to know who we are uh, as an organization. But at the core, we are a voice AI company, right? We have a, a voice platform. Uh, called Houndify, and the whole idea is that if you're a product company and you want to add a voice interface to your product and you want it to really be your own, you want it to be have your brand, uh, you want it to sound like you, you want it to be an extension of your experience, you really need an independent platform to do that. So, uh, so that's what we provide. So now um, we, we, we can talk a lot about automotive because we're powering the voice assistant in Mercedes, uh, Hyundai, Honda is a big partner of ours, as well as um, mm -hmm. uh, the Peugeot Group in in Europe. So we have some big automakers who are investing heavily in branded voice experiences, mm -hmm. things that are are unique to them. It uses our technology, uh, but it's ultimately part of their ecosystem, and we we're excited mm -hmm. about that because we you know we love all voice experiences. There's the Google's, Alexas, the Apples, and and even the Microsofts of the world. They're mm -hmm. taking their services and voice enabling it, uh, which is powerful. But we think that products themselves should have their own voice. And it just mm -hmm. gives you more choice, more options, more excitement out there. So the uh, hound is because the uh, technology was sniffing out what song that was? A, a little bit, yeah. The sound hound, it was, uh, nice. it was getting it out there. And <laughs> then, uh, then uh, the name Houndify was, was derivative. We also have a... We have our own voice assistant we uh, as Hound. It's available in the U.S. and now mm -hmm. in Canada as, as an app. It's a really great way to see how our technology works. Yeah. And, how do we uh, find that? How do we find, uh, is that right just, there on the store? It's on the App Store, yeah. Just um, search Hound app in uh, Hound Android app. or App Store, and you can, you can download it, and you can really see uh, what it's able to do. And I'll, I'll give you some nice. demos in a minute. But, um, it, uh, uh, but to answer the question, uh, I, the way I, I got into it, I mean, I've been uh, – uh, fan of technology my whole life. I um, uh, just, I was always watching, you know, we were chatting in backstage earlier about like B sci-fi mm -hmm. movies. And <laughs> I mean, I'm sort of old enough that you went to the video store and you, there was no rotten tomatoes, nothing. It was just like, that's yeah. a sci-fi movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That, that looks okay. I see lasers and you rent it. And of course today it would just be like, <laughs> what, what's below a B movie, a C movie. Anyway. So, yeah. but, but I just, I just <laughs> took it all in. I mean, and yeah. to me it was like, how can the future get here fast enough? Uh, but I wasn't, I wasn't an engineer per se. I took computer science courses in college, but I was also really fascinated by people and process and decision-making. So it was sort of this people technology thing. Mm -hmm. and, and all good sci-fi is really about the human story. The technology is just there to make it happen. And Absolutely. I realized right. that I was really more interested in the people and how they work with technology. So my, I uh, you know, started working in, in advertising more on the people and marketing side but always on the web and digital advertising when it was new, I was comfortable with it. Uh, mm -hmm. That was on the East Coast of the US and uh, moved uh, to the to West Coast 2007, worked for Apple for five years. I led their, oh, wow. uh, their uh, basically the, the apple.com website and email marketing globally for five years, uh, then moved into uh, 
really wanted to get closer to the technology. Apple, big company, you're mm -hmm. obviously making a big impact, but it's fairly narrow. And I, uh, I landed at Leap Motion, which was a human. It was uh -huh. a gesture. I was there yeah. for a while. I, that got a lot of buzz. Um, great technology. East, hmm? East Bay, Leap. Uh, they, no, we, they were, no, it was San Francisco. It was San Francisco. There was, um, I'm not sure, I'm not sure if it was, um, ever in, in East Bay, but mostly in, in, you know, Soma and San Francisco area. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but that's where I really started connecting more deeply with this human computer interaction and realizing that, um, mm -hmm. I, um, I just want to work in a place with the smartest people who are committed to creating a world that I want to live in. Right. So I <laughs> said, if I can partner with these folks, clear a path, help make them successful, then maybe I can I can point to something and said, yeah, I, I helped make that happen. I wasn't just a passenger. I was, you know, close to the front seat. So that's, yeah, awesome. that's where we are today. So uh, and we have, you know, great technology, great momentum. We really think our the vision for the future is a world of multiple assistants. Um, it's multimodal. You have screens, touchscreens, voice, and mm -hmm. uh, it'd be a boring world if you only had one or two brands running everything. We think it's uh, right. It's the world is out. Yeah, there. exactly. Yeah. I mean, there's actually a thing uh, with I've learned this when about AI about you know it becomes AI if it doesn't get new data, it becomes self-referential and starts to prefer its own errors rather than mm. the right answers in some cases. I think that's true for a lot of things: valleys, uh, communities. Uh, monopolies so definitely and it's good to know that a young person who uh, believes that they can be part of the solution can actually uh, be part of the solution be in the driver's seat that's such a cool story yeah and you know one of the other things that I that I think is awesome is the fact that you guys actually put hound out there and I'll go ahead and bring that up on the big screen here so you can download this um, for your Android device or um, or for or from the Apple App Store, yeah. but the cool thing about it is, is that it's almost um, self <clears throat> self reflective marketing, right? So your goal is through the cars, but you go ahead and you release the voice assistant anyhow to show the true power of what you guys are dealing with. Mm -hmm. I mean, that to me, you know, speaks volumes and. Um, I think it's pretty cool. I saw a guy on one of the demos. He was like, uh, I need coffee shops in San Francisco. And they're like, boom, here's the coffee shops. Right. Okay, now I need it within 1.5 miles. Okay, boom, here you go. That are open on Sunday. Boom, boom, boom. And kept drilling down. And I thought to myself, wow, this is amazing. And you are not alone in the perspective of there needs to be more dynamically and uh, directed voice assistance. We had a guy on the show last month, Bobby Bryant. He sponsored us last month, and his thing is DOS, and DOS is nothing but real estate. And quite frankly, I don't want my car to tell me if there is a three- or four-bedroom house in the Sheboygan Falls zip code available to buy or rent I want it to be able to turn my lights on and off before I get home. I want it to be able to call my mom, uh, you know, with a certain level of ac accuracy. So I think the way you guys are doing it is just, uh, it's the well, right but at approach. At the same time, if it was well, a Mercedes or a Peugeot, I think I would trust the voice assistant uh, because yeah. <laughs> right, those right. products are the assurance of quality. I remember yeah. working with this company yeah. called Immersion that did the, uh, the, the, the magnetic motor that was inside the, the knob. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, they were in San Jose and just the idea that like Mercedes wanted that technology because it was absolutely the best. And I remember the advice that if you ever buy a car and you're going to ever travel the world or drive, always get a Mercedes because no matter what, any country you're in, you're going to find somebody that can fix your Mercedes. Right. Right. There you go. I mean, that's a good thing. Piece of it'd be some advice too. But Michael, I, I, when I got a chance to actually talk to your team a little bit before he came on, it was more about like even even you know getting to the actual um, application or the the software itself. It's right. being able to ask complex queries within it. Like I, I think when I drive, I'm like, yeah. I want to be able to do something kind of like more robust. And to, when Nix was like going through the he was going to the demo, it's like being able to find not just a coffee shop, but a coffee shop that was like very specific, very unique, and you know, kind of having multiple kind of uh, phrases that that or, or parts of the question and it seems like your software is able to kind of 
could crunch that and actually kick out an actual response that's, that's accurate. Can you like tell us a little bit about that if you don't mind? Yeah, of course, happy to. I mean, one of the things that we have at our core is uh, some really proprietary technology. And, and what, what I think what fascinates a lot of people is how most voice assistants and voice experiences work today. It's a two-step process. So they, mm -hmm. you, you say what you want and it dictates it into text, right? So that's mm -hmm. classic dictation. That's the speech recognition part. Then there's the NLU, the natural language understanding, which is, is trying to parse what you're saying. So mm -hmm. what's interesting is that the vast majority of voice assistants actually don't have anything to do with voice at all. They just take the dictation, the text, mm -hmm. and then they try and figure out. And what our founders knew was that for a, a real voice experience, it had to process speech like people do. So what we're doing is that we're processing it in real time. So we're not mm -hmm. waiting for you to finish. We're actually trying to understand the context of what you're saying. It can handle negations, a lot more complex queries, which makes it more accurate because if you're talking about a street name, for example, we'll know you're talking mm -hmm. about a street. So we'll we'll get it right as opposed to, you know, getting the text and it's like, oh, wait, you're talking about something else and then having <laughs> to fix it later. And yep. then oh, yeah. also handle negations. So, so um, you're saying like if somebody said, I don't not want to go to see that movie, then it would be able to process that. Exactly. Negation? Yeah, it can handle <laughs> double negations as well, right? Um, you could really say, like, um, you know, um, you could say something like, don't show me anything that, you know, doesn't have, right? That sort oh, of thing. Oh, cool. That's you know, cool. Because, oh, no, that's cool. Um, so I'll, I'll give you an example. So, I mean, most people can do, so I'll pull up Hound, which is yeah, is, is our, our consumer app. But this this technology is the same in all the, in, in all the products that, that we power, mm -hmm. right? It's the nice, same power nice. technology. So it's access. So I can... You know, I can say something like, um, uh, you know, say something like, show me Italian restaurants in downtown Seattle. Here are several Italian restaurants near downtown Seattle. Right. Most assistants can do that, right? But right. if I want to get really specific and let's say, um, you know, I, uh, I actually specifically don't want Italian because I had that before and I'm near the Space Needle. And, I'm, and things are getting a little late, I can get pretty complex. So I'll just go straight to the point and say, show me restaurants within a half mile of the Space Needle, except Italian, French, and Japanese that are open past 10 p.m., have free Wi-Fi, and have outdoor seating. Wow. Showing seven restaurants within 0.5 miles of Space Needle that are open after 10 p.m. that provide free Wi-Fi and have outdoor seating, excluding Italian restaurants, yeah. French restaurants, <laughs> French restaurants, Japanese restaurants, or sushi bars. Right. And uh, then no, you can filter awesome. it and say, only show me ones that have at least four stars. Okay. Showing five restaurants with more than four stars. Right. And then you can navigate That's from there. So, and, wow. and you can go on and on. So it, 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 you try this with any other technology or assistant and um, they will, they'll fail pretty quick. I, I have a video of uh, me asking uh, Alexa to tell me what I don't know. I don't know. And she just, she just, she doesn't respond. She just blows out. <laughs> That's right. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That and is just, impressive. Thank you. Yeah. It's it, very it, impressive. You know, yeah, you can get on really Star Trek. That means that somebody like Data or Spock couldn't even outwit your tech. Yeah, they're the only ones that are smart enough to be able to handle that stuff. So, all right. Yeah, that's so one of our goals. Like... Actually, is that we want we want the voice experience to be go beyond what you know people can even do. We want you to be able to rely on your assistant. Uh... <laughs> you won. <laughs> you won, voice. That's it. They won. <laughs> <laughs> that's a Vox that protocol a Steve Austin's company. Yeah. Steve Austin, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you said uh, just now that you your your vision, your company's vision is that 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 it should be able to go beyond what like out of like almost more than what a person could. Yeah. We, we rely you on can stumble into complex things when people make mistakes. God knows what comes out. So that's an interesting that's the first time I think I've heard that. We rely on technology to, to help um, augment what we can do, right? So you have a calculator because it, it, it you know, processes things faster, right? Computers right. do things better. So we, right now, when you speak to voice, you have to dumb yourself down. And that's actually a struggle for a lot of people. And mm -hmm. our vision is to really, to say, when you're having a, a voice conversation, a natural conversation with, with technology, it should exceed your expectations in a way that all other technology does. And, and if you have the core capability like we do, that's really extensible. We think we can, we can deliver on that. I think that's an amazing point. 
But you, and, that's but fundamentally what you look at a calculator. One of the things you think when you look at a calculator is that calculator can do what I can't do. Mm-hmm. Like I can do two mm-hmm. plus two equals four, but if it comes to millions, billions, or division, that thing can do what I can't do. Mm-hmm. That is where, and I think we don't think about, unless you're a nerd like me, and I used to use a calculator to write people's phone numbers down when I didn't have a pen until later. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, Ben, what do you got? Well, yeah, I mean, I think like, you know, it's funny, you, you could have, uh, you know, sentences that are, and I used this word earlier, AJ, and you, you pointed me out on kerfuffled, uh, or, or, you know, have, have the you know, broken sentence structure, and they'd be able to, uh, you know, spit that out, getting back to kind of it being in, in, in a car, you might be distracted, you might be all these different things, it, it seems like a really, really, really great fit. But, you know, going forward, I mean, I, I could I think of a million different things, like, if, you know, you're, you'll be able to parse uh, language like that. I mean, what's the next step tone? Like if I'm in danger, if I'm in trouble, like the the spikes in voice in voice, could that could that be something you guys are looking into, or maybe something down the line or in the future you guys have talked about or thought about? Yeah, there's a lot of directions we can go in, right? We're we're solving the hardest part now, which is the right. ability to de- de- deconstruct intent behind right. Right. what's being said, um, and um, but beyond that, you can start overlaying it. So one of the examples is uh, you can do a button press or you can use a wake word right so you said like hey mercedes Mm -hmm. or hey hyundai Mm -hmm. um but also uh if you there's various ways if you can make eye contact you know you can look and say okay well i'm listening because you're making eye contact so that's one way Mm -hmm. to do it um there's also directional microphones so if i'm you know if i'm facing away it's not going to pick it up so there's there's just inputs and outputs there's emotion detection so if you know looking for certain keywords uh Mm -hmm. tonal changes those are all tough challenges, but they, mm-hmm. they sit on top of this, this core transaction. So we, right. our roadmap has a lot of different avenues there. Um, but we know that, you know, first and foremost, hearing people accurately and clearly mm-hmm. is the most important thing. And, and in, if you think about it in a car, there's, there's almost like these sort of uh, outward spheres of influence. So the first thing you want to do in a car is that you want to be able to keep your eyes on the road, hands on the wheel, and you can control the car, right? So you say, you know, turn this on, dim the lights, turn the AC, and that's all very simple. And the ability to uh, to do that really clearly. But you talked about connecting to your home, right? So there's your world that's still yours outside of the car, right? So set a reminder um, and, uh, or, you know, turn on the lights or, you know, uh, even just, you know, is, is, you know, is my wife home yet? And, you know, cause the camera says she is. And, um, but then there's the, the world beyond that, which is connecting an ecosystem. So what we do, it's right. not simply voice enabling a product. So when I, uh, when I asked for this restaurant search, we were pulling in information from Yelp, right? And mm-hmm. so you can get local information, interest, uh, food ordering, uh, all these different transactional capabilities. So it's, you have to deliver a really good core experience that is connected to the product. And that's what differentiates from Alexa and Google because mo- most companies, you know, Alexa and Google are services that you can access on voice, but they shouldn't be your product experience. Your product experience mm-hmm. is your own. Then you can extend it from there. And it gives, in that way, if you're, if you're driving, like I said, a Mercedes or Hyundai or, or you, you know, you have a voice enabled TV, you're you're mm-hmm. just going to value all the stuff that it's able to do. Voice is hard. It takes, uh, you know, one of our, uh, our CEOs quotes he's famous for is it takes most companies three years to realize it'll take them ten years to do a voice platform, uh, <laughs> and it took us ten years to do it. So uh, so we think you know partnering and just empowering products is the way to go. So that's um, and cars are you know they're can ready. I, can I comment yeah, I about that sphere? More. Yeah, the first sphere, and I know this because. Typically, people will think of uh, there's different kinds of drivers, but there's actually different types of attention. Uh, so I read this mm. book, um, The Master and His Emissary, The Divided Brain in the Making of the Western World. And this whole kind of idea is that your left hemisphere brain is very good at specific, narrowly focused tasks that it already knows is important. And your right hemisphere is open, broad, broadly vigilant for whatever might come without any bias. So when you think about driving, you, you have this situation where you want to do something, but you do not want to have your attention jol- jostled by something as fluid as it can be so that you're able to like basically transparently change lanes and be speaking because that's possible mm-hmm. to do in a perfect world. But not if not unless that some uh, individuals are focusing on making that happen. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. It's, I mean, there's this idea of, you know, eyes on the road, hands on the wheel, but also like mind on, on the road. And yeah. if you have a voice experience that is, is, is sort of clunky or a distraction, it, 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 it can actually, it, it's certainly the, the best alternative to even, you know, fiddling with knobs or playing, absolutely not playing mm -hmm. with your phone, but it's the ability for it to understand and hear you and just be seamless. Sure. It just becomes uh, second nature and an afterthought. And we were talking about sci-fi. The re what makes sci-fi so compelling is that they're able to effortlessly interact with technology. Yeah. It just becomes part of your environment, and um, mm -hmm. and that's why you have to set really ambitious goals. So there's a <clears throat> so there's a little bit of a rumor going around that this all came about because of the fact that you were such of a sci-fi fan. Is that true? So it uh, that that goes right to our founders. Um, mm -hmm. Their 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 origin story, as it were, it was um, uh, there was uh, three co-founders are with the company. Two of whom were uh, PhD students at Stanford, mm -hmm. who um, uh, who in part uh, developed their thesis on on imagining the future. I mean, they they were sci-fi fans and in, in you know Star Wars, Star Trek, and they looked at at. At in particular, uh, you know, things like, you know, all the voice enabled computers and, and androids and holodecks and transportation and replicators. And they said, you know, this, this is a world that I would want to live in. We're, you know, we're mm -hmm. uh, smart and engineering focused and scientific. What can we do? And they realized that the voice interaction was really something that could happen in their lifetime. Mm -hmm. Of all of the future tech, they said, you know, this is something that can happen in their lifetime and it is something that they could build and it was ambitious and their their thesis was um basically based on voice interaction systems and they went out and along with another uh stanford graduating stanford student uh, created the company in 2005 and then spent the following 10 years in stealth building the hound of five voice ai platform so what a lot of people wow. knew is, is soundhound the music app company was really um basically fueling this this platform which in 2015 was revealed uh in its first incarnation uh it was in it was in english hound was available it could do all these things but over the past five years we've been adding languages uh use cases making it stronger more robust now we're in multiple products multiple countries so it was uh it was that that sci-fi vision and, and that idea that uh in our lifetime we should we should see it and they, that's know, interesting because the, the sci-fi doesn't have any constraints because that's in the future and that's quote-unquote imaginary but they put that constraint on themselves what is it that we could you know do logistically so i thought that i think that's pretty interesting because it engendered something that came to be so yeah, it's a nice it's... combination of not that being too far pie in the sky not too far castles mm -hmm. in the sky but castles up on the mountain and that's doable it's very pragmatic yeah yeah, that's exactly right, and and that's um, that's why we're um, I mean we're really committed for the long haul, and and this idea that um, uh, that uh, we'll be living in a multi-assistant world is um, people get excited about that because mm -hmm. it gives the freedom of choice, it feels democratic, um, people can innovate. Um, so thanks for pulling up our, our website. It talks about our technology, product solutions, all verticals, industries. We actually think what's What's interesting is that um, you know every company is going should have its own voice AI, right? So it's if you pick up the phone and uh, you you know most call centers are terrible and you just get this horrible <laughs> experience. Um, yep. But if you're a company that has uh, has has created this really amazing voice AI experience with us in your products, why not have that power your your voice experience, your chatbot, and right. suddenly people realize that they're like, you know, I can create this unified interface that'll do a great job with my customers. You know, give them value, connect things around them, so why they can focus on things that they're good at. So there's a there's a real sort of omni-channel to use a, a industry term, but there's a real convergence, and and we're already seeing companies start to connect the dots and saying, actually, you know, we what is the literally the voice of our company, and even the sound, like when you hear the the, the tech we'll call the text to speech the 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 audio uh, every company is going to almost have its own voice to where you like hear it you're like oh I know that voice that's mm -hmm. that's brand X I can yeah that's that I have never heard that inflection or or that accent uh, before in any voice so the 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 female voice that inflection about how she went up and then the way she ended her uh, sentence was it had real strong whispers of human flavor to it 
it was unique. I will not forget that voice, that little characteristic of, of her voice on your device that you demoed. That's how, yeah. to me, how I hear people's voices are a fingerprint. And the more diversity, the better. But I loved what I heard there. That's great, yeah. And um, and that's that leaves an impression, and that that's its own form. Yeah. It's it makes people attracted to the company, the brand, and um, it's uh, and I think a lot of your listeners uh, and your your uh, your audience are really thinking about that. There's interaction designers, and and, and the realm. What's amazing is the realm of psychology, right? Is is take center stage. Uh, you're gonna probably gonna have therapists working with voice AI companies. See, I, I, I totally agree. Well, the, um, the idea that you, the business works very hard to establish the brand trust, make its product survive, uh, you know, handle all of its responsibilities. But then a lot of times when you go into the advertising, so like you have Saatchi and Saatchi or those companies in San Francisco that are over near Green Street and Front Street that charge a million dollars for one single television. That's just the co consulting for a, a Porsche ad. And they're spending it on making this image, but it's those creative minds, the people that really, those artists. And that's what yeah. I, I see here. I see that your platform is allowing artistry and all that, that artistry that normally would just go into a like, static, feel-good thing. Well, they could put that into the DNA of their company yeah. with your platform. Yeah, I was about to follow up on that. It's like it's like it's it's I mean it's the ultimate retention tool, right? It's like you're weaving that into your brand, and it's like I want to come back because my experience has been so so out of this world, right? At the end of the day, um, and yep. I agree with you, like that 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 tonality and that, that we and AJ and I were talking about just like having that empathy for for the end user at the end of the day. It's like they're going through something, they're experiencing something, they want to have an awesome experience or they want to, you know, really be able to glean something that will make their life better, free them up to be able to do whatever it is they need to do. And well, it, yeah, it had to do with Ben. Ben was telling me about uh, his, uh, his event, one of his events, they decided they were going to have two ring, uh, that, that was their VIP. <laughs> it was a metal ring that they sent out. And then they flipped it so that people that came in, the VIP only could eat, drink Old English, Paps Blue Ribbon. And <laughs> the, that he had to tell the people that were non-VIP that they had to go drink Grey Goose. But that little <laughs> custom experience is what made that event very, very memorable. And people will remember that for the rest of their lives. And I think that's kind of what uh, tools like that need to be able to do. They need to function, yeah. but they also need to really give the opportunity of the, the creative individuals to be able to to bond with with their users um yeah i i couldn't agree more i my only question is this okay let's say i just go out i buy a brand new hyundai it's got um it's got your platform in it i'm ready to rock and roll i say turn my lights on turn my lights off do i have to like re-register those smart lights with your service or are they molded in somehow on the back door with the Amazon Echo Sphere? What, it, what, it, like, because that's a, you know, that's a normal consumer-based question, and I'm just wondering how that, how that whole thing works, and how you guys balance that. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So every, I mean, every company is going to have its own roadmap, right? So there's mm -hmm. that, there's that starting point of what does the voice experience need to do well today for you to be happy, right? So there's, there's that basic expectation. Right. And then there's like what I was saying, it's those spheres, like how do you start connecting it? So it's really, um, at that point, it's if you have a Hyundai, Hyundai will, will, will work with us to create that integration and start bringing on those different mm -hmm. partners. Um, there, there is a world that where you might have multiple assistants in the same uh, environment. So it's, mm. there's, there isn't a reason why you, you wouldn't in the future maybe have access to Alexa or Google in the car as well. And these are, these are services that are useful, right? So we're, uh, we don't think that to win, uh, everyone else has to lose it. There's a lot of room to share. So if you've, if you've integrated certain things with Alexa and they work and you're in a, you're in a car or a product that happens to have it, you may choose to say, look, when I want to control something in the car, or I know the car does this really well, or if I want a service appointment with Hyundai or I know, I know Hyundai's integrated with these other things. Mm -hmm. I know I can ask them, but you know, because there's Alexa and I've already plugged in my lights to them, I just say, you know, Alexa, turn on lights. And then the, then the, then the user wins because you're giving them choice. And, uh, and as a result, uh, you, uh, you appreciate what the car company or the product company has done to give you that choice and that mm -hmm. capability. Yeah. You Absolutely. bring up a good point. 
Yep. Because last Christmas, when, uh, I heard Alexa's voice on my Cortana. I had Cortana. I didn't want Cortana. Uh, I wanted Alexa, and then I installed it. And then Cortana's like, "Okay, I'm gonna let you. Uh, I'm gonna transfer you over to Alexa." And Alexa goes, "Hey, it's me." It was the first time I've ever <laughs> had a, a reaction to a robot or a, a synthetic voice that w w really caught me off guard. I, it, I was like seeing a, hearing a person, uh, and it was cool to have that choice. I really, I agree with you. I'm very grateful that Microsoft allowed that to happen. That, I totally agree with you on that. So I've got a Bose 500 soundbar uh, as my um, in my home theater, and one of the reasons why I bought it. Uh, for Christmas two years ago for myself, hashtag Santa brought it for me, um, was because it had both the Google Assistant <clears throat> and the Amazon Alexa feature. Mm -hmm. The problem is, is that you can only select one. And and that really bummed me out whenever I went to go set it up because I was like, Son of a <laughs> I thought I was going to have the best of both worlds. I thought I was going to be able to be like, okay, Google. And, you know. So yeah, I, I get what you're saying. If you can open, if you open that up, oh God, I activated one. <laughs> I've turned my, I have my, yeah, I have my red ring on. It's like right, a war zone yeah. over here. You got to watch what <laughs> you say. I think all of us is all three of us tonight have collectively set set it off. I think it would be hilarious to <laughs> make like a, a toy AI that just tries to get in on a conversation by randomly trying to think of something funny you know like when people are having conversation with, like a little kid you know sees yeah. adults yeah. talking they want to chime yeah. in I think it kind of reminds like... me of like a furby remember those oh yeah oh yeah just those well, things were possessed i yeah. i was the fedex courier for uh, the mall in uh daily city and uh i i had to, a truck of furbies and uh, <laughs> i remember furbies. hopefully they weren't all on but um but the multiple <laughs> assistant thing is uh is key. I mean, and the I mean the technologies is it's simple to understand. I mean, the, the wake words, the way they work is that it's 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 not sort of inherently intelligent. It's just looking for a, a speech pattern. Phonemes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. But even almost like an audio signature, and it's acting like a switch. It's like you if you push a button, you're making a connection. It's like an audio switch. And so you know, well, we we do have a multi wake word capability, so it can listen for more than one thing, and when it does, wow. it would then That's route perfect. it accordingly. Right. Where's so the, you see my name here, AJ? That's because I had to change my wake word because my name is Adriel, but people in Idaho don't like saying Adriel. They would call me Hey. So I changed my wake word to AJ, and they're more comfortable saying it. But that's a real life scenario of exactly what happened to me. So. <laughs> and um, there you story. go. So to kick it over to the uh, Star Trek verse. Yes. Um, what are your thoughts on the Borg? <laughs> Um, yeah, this, uh, continuing the conversation. I mean, it's, uh, they, uh, they just want what they want. They want unity. They want everything to work. They, it's the, it's the philosophical ideal, right? They think, Hey, if everybody has the same, they're connected, it's security, it's peace. Mm -hmm. Um, but they're uncompromising, right? They're so sure of what they want, then they become the enemy of individuality and freedom. So they're the ultimate enemy because they they fight what humanity is purported to be but they also they also represent an ideal that some people think are interesting but it's a scary extreme form of it so like any good sci-fi it's like they take an element of who we are isolate it and force you to confront it in a way that's like hmm, i'm not sure you know seven of nine when she came out of voyager she she had withdrawal she's like i was connected i was I was one, and now they all have all these scary individual thoughts. She was unhappy because then that blew people away. You're like, what do you mean you're unhappy? We rescued you. She's like, no, I, I had I had what I needed. So look at that. My phone just, that was my watch. Uh, the Borg responded. Um, so, uh, so, you know, that's, that's, that is my take. But I, you know, there's, there's four of us here. So I, I well, I'll say that um, chairs do that. I mean, chairs force you to sit in a certain position. And where's my choice in that? But I also want to say is that, like, to criticize the Borg is a little presumptive because the human mind has scales. So if you were in a small cell for a long period of time, just seeing a bug could feel like you're at Disneyland. So we don't really know what it feels like to be in their situation either. Yeah. They are uncompromising, though. Like, they just... 
continually take over like they're on they're on a mission my favorite movie yeah i could see that this way too much green in their interior design (laughs) yeah definitely my favorite movie what my favorite star trek movie is actually first contact Mm -hmm. whenever they go back and they say they save that guy and you know they get him to launch the rocket and all that stuff but um you know the fire in which we burn yes yeah it's zephyr and cochran yep zephyr and cochran yep and I thought it was just funny because, you know, how um, how they kind of played him up to be like this, like visionary figure. And all of a sudden they, you know, he's really just some drunk that just got lucky and fired off this rocket at the right time <laughs> and ran into another bunch of aliens who thought, oh, man, you know, these humans are pretty advanced. They could travel at light speed. Yeah. Um, but right. yeah, well, the Borg also have cool names. They came up with Locutus. I thought that was a cool name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. They, you know. They, they had the ability, to, they wanted to relate, you know, to mm-hmm. humans. So if we give them a cool name, maybe they won't hate us as much, right? Oh, she's, and you can use their, the fact that they would adapt to the mm-hmm. phaser frequencies. You can use that analogy all the time about that idea of adapting. People do that, you know, if you need to immunize yourself, you know. Star Trek relied a lot of frequencies. If you change, just change the frequency and you're, you're probably no, good. And no, so when no, they. No. That, that was Penny from, uh, from, from Inspector Gadget. She had that book. She could control anything. And she'd be like, oh, I have to crease by the right. That's yeah, true. Yeah. The book. I remember mm-hmm. that. Do you remember that too? <laughs> um, yeah. 80, so. 80s kids, huh? Bunch of 80s kids hanging out on a Wednesday night. Uh, yeah, we could go on all time. I was just saying, like, there was there were no rules back then. I mean, it was just like if it was if it was sci-fi, you just watch it because you know, now we're spoiled. You know, it was a good documentary that I watched, and this is completely off the subject of voice, by the way. The it was he, no He Man Masters of the Universe, the Netflix documentary. That was good. It broke down everything like how they had a dude first before they even had a story, and then they had all these. Uh, you know, comics that were like uh, meld with the action figures and they were trying to build this universe and it was like a free for all. It was like the wild west and it was phenomenal, phenomenal documentary. That's a feature request to you that uh, I'd like to be able to activate. I have the power mode, which actually activates P with the reverb and the echo. So when I do my announcements, then they can come out very powerfully. I did not know about this documentary. Uh, and now I have to check it out. But the thing that always oh, bugged me yeah. about, about He-Man, because I did watch the cartoon, is usually the superhero common person, uh, there's enough of a transition. But, I mean, come on, really? Like, he just had a white T-shirt versus the, uh, whatever, the, <laughs> the strappy thing. I mean, exactly this strappy armor, right? It's, it's like he looked, this, he didn't even change his hair. I mean, and and so, like, <laughs> it was like, really, did nobody... Green cats, you know, they just appear. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they're just too different. Gra- Granger and uh, Thundercat, Battlecat. Well, I I went back. I even watched the uh, the '89 movie because I, oh, I Dolph Lundgren. I, oh my know, god, was I, yeah, he was he the best? Movie. Was he the best He Man? I mean, he was. I I just felt like that's him. That's what He Man would look like <laughs> in real life. Like that's him. When he talks. Yeah, he was yeah. he was more of a lean lean build lean versus like the you know the stocky but yeah. I mean it's uh, yeah I, I want to say that movie was underrated but I, I really can't so you know. <laughs> oh I I'm good well well let me tell you something there Mike I'm gonna say it for you that, that movie cool. was underrated okay that movie was underrated oh what's the most underrated uh, sci-fi movie that you know. <sighs> Wow, I liked Immortals. I like Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I loved Annihilation. Mm. Annihilation was that that one that was a that was a good one. I mean, I have to you know I've never really contemplated that. Um, mm. It's kind of a movie. What would I? Uh, uh, I mean, all my sixteen, fa- and you could watch any movie again. You could go back to being sixteen. You could watch any movie again in IMAX. Would you? Like? Well, that's a good question. I would probably go. Uh, I would go with Tron, just for me. Oh heck yeah! I mean, oh yeah. That one. It. I don't know. I still think it. It hangs. It holds together today. I mean, it. That was. That was always my go-to. I mean, when I saw that, that was for me already. Like, it was everything in one. It was the Matrix before the Matrix. It was the Internet mm-hmm. before the Internet. 
uh, it was mm -hmm. CGI before CGI. I mean, they checked so many boxes. And, and I actually think Tron Legacy is, I watched it again, the follow-up, and I think that was pretty underrated too. I, I didn't like mm -hmm. it the first time I saw it because it, I had such high expectations, but I actually yeah, 10 likewise. years later, it's still strong. And what about yeah, the sound he, design? Yeah, and, well, yeah, especially with the, the soundtrack, with the Daft Punk soundtrack too, which is was killer. But yeah, the whole thing to me is um, it's still just as relevant today as it was. Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting. Here's a little fun fact about the beginning of Tron Legacy. Whenever they're zooming in on the beach and it goes into like that kid's bedroom and then Jeff Bridges leaves and never comes back. Well, whenever they zoom in on that, that house is actually by my mother-in-law's house, my mother and father-in-law's house. It's like a block away. It's actually in British Columbia and it's on a, uh, it's on a uh, cut of land that's almost like a peninsula. It's actually cut off from the mainland at certain times a day because a train will come by and a train will stop and cut off the traffic. And uh, it's called Crescent Beach. And that's where that scene was filmed. And that's a beautiful area if you ever get up there. So um, yeah. Yeah. Just a little food for thought. It's like the Goonies house. You got to go. Oh my God. You got to go. <laughs> I'll tell you something about the Goonies house. I used to live by the Goonies house because I was stationed in, in Astoria, Oregon. And it all depends on who lives there, right? So like, it's like every 10 years, somebody buys and th this house gets sold to somebody else. So if you catch the wrong owner, there are going to be signs up that say, you know, this is a private drive. Do not come up here, blah, blah, blah. But if you get the right owner at the right time, they're open to people coming up and at least turning around in their driveway. It's, it's a mixed and I bag. I used to know the girl that played Howard the Duck in certain scenes. Played Howard's the duck. <laughs> she was she was inside the duck costume. Oh my god! Yeah, I had no used idea. To always talk about her, and I was like, "Oh, that's weird." AJ, I now that I, I mean it's my first time on the, but I, you win the the war for best segues into yes. just like it's just <laughs> yes. everybody's He's just going and then wait, well, okay, let's go that way. I guess you know. From, <laughs> well, Howard I mean, the I duck. really want. I wanted to. The questions I wanted to kind of ask were related to getting back to the serious subject that who is out there who can uh go to uh soundify or handify and start interacting with you does it can it be an individual developer can it be somebody mm -hmm. that's starting a company does Local it have to business. be somebody that 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 already is a, a decision maker in a company that's that's the question i wanted to get to next on the serious yeah. subject it, it's a great question and we, we're at we're definitely getting there we when we we do have a platform and, and uh, if you're a software developer, you can create an account, log in and play with the tools and see what you can build. Um, we, uh, our, our, our goal is to absolutely allow people to build their own experiences without requiring um, you know, computer science degree or, or a ton of support. We, we realized that what we wanted to do in the short term was prioritize partnering with these big companies who had the resources who could invest in mm. it because if you're driving a car or you're, you know, uh, you're listening to your Pandora app and you're using your voice, it really sets the bar. They, they, they know what they're doing and they can do it well. And we can use that knowledge to put it in the tools and make it more available. We were worried if we did it the other way around um, that we would get a lot more adoption, but would people kind of hit, you know, starts and stops. And, Mm -hmm. And um, so we are investing in tools to be able to do that more and more. So anybody can create a Houndify account today, houndify.com, log in. You can see what's there. Uh, you, can, you can test things. Uh, but the um, sort of the, the depth of integration and the customization that you get in products today is, is coming. And so uh, watch mm -hmm. this space for more. Wow. Okay, fantastic. Cool. Awesome. You know, Steve, awesome. Jobs, Steve Jobs had a house uh, 20 minutes north of, of me. And I, I grew up, my first person that I met in the world, Nate Greenaway, he had a stutter, left-handed, uh, best friend from seven on to like most of my life, Rich Jensen, left-handed, but also with a stutter. And I still remember Rich sending me, well, this was, this is really real, but this is when I started to learn programming. He sent me a screenshot of Siri trying to read his text. Like it, she didn't seem to understand that if he was repeating the same syllable over and over again, it, that, that it, he has a stutter. And so I had intended that if I ever ran into Steve Jobs, I was going to ask him to fix that problem for people with stutter or Tourette's or speech impediments. And I'm interested in uh, any possibility of being able to make a, you know, do some research on helping for speech impediments. And it sounds to me like yours is the first platform that that would even be possible for somebody like me. 
Yeah, thanks for bringing that up. I mean, to me, technology is at its best when it unlocks human potential, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, we were saying that technology is made by people for people. It's never about the technology. It's always about what it can empower. And that's why we love sci-fi because it it tells us more about ourselves, right? In terms of this world that doesn't exist yet. And um, it's just a matter of time. I mean, we, right now we have uh, various experiences that if you're, you know, ordering uh, food, for example, you say, um, let me see, what do I want? Like, that's just me thinking out loud. Yeah. The the assistant shouldn't pick that up, it right? Because it, and it's the same way. So that's just a matter of, of um, focus and making sure that we create that. And when, when we do, and you're somebody who, whether you have no uh, limitations or challenges or you do, when you realize that you can do things with just your voice, it, you know, we're talking, you're talking about like, Sci-fi and superheroes. It's yeah. technology. Is what's that? Uh, that Isaac Asimov quote: uh, "Any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic." magic. Um, yep. It's also goes the same for achieving, you know, human potential. Like you feel like a superhero. So it, you know, who? Why not keep chipping away at it, trying to solve that? Right. That's yep. wonderful. Ben, final question. Oh. Um... Well, I, I'm actually going to not do my typical question, but, you know, if you had anything for, you know, I was thinking about our, our guests last week and, and again, not to get back to specifically automotive, but like some young guys that might be interested in is you, you brought up the, uh, the, um, your application being able to log in and be able to start creating building models. Would that be someone that maybe that wants to get an automotive and get to get into kind of next level of, of, of coding or maybe like a first step in, in, in development for that? Would that be a bet, best step for them or should they? You know, kind of what, what are your thoughts on that? Um, because I know we have some listeners uh, <laughs> in shop class more or less right now. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I mean, uh, the the what a lot of um, automotive companies are doing is they have various labs really focusing on uh, connected cars, interactive technology. So um, in, in the Bay Area is pretty good for that. So, you know, Mercedes has a an R&D lab. Uh, so does Honda. Honda, I think Honda is actually has a, you know, a big center in Michigan in, um, in I think in Ann Arbor area and then mm-hmm. in Southern California. So those um, it's, it's really look for the, those R and D divisions of automotive because they're growing like crazy and they're hiring and because, you know, car companies, their computers on wheels now, right. It's, they know that if they're just making, you know, engines and we, and was, they're going to, they have to adapt, have to evolve. It's more than just, being electric it's about um having an ecosystem and a service and tying it together so the these car companies are are technology companies and they're they're growing and um that's really you know the way to do it and then of course from there if if you're you find the right place then you you get to work with us because uh certain car companies are doing that and then you know we all come together in that way so that's um a lot of opportunity out there nice awesome so we have um uh, one final question that we uh, that we ask everybody. It's pretty hard hitting, um, so please brace yourself. Um, <clears throat> have you subscribed to VoiceSpark, Alexa, and more on YouTube? I certainly have opened it up and I'm about to. <laughs> uh, I follow you, you on Twitter, and you, you have a beautiful live stream on Twitter. Um, oh, well, thanks. Which, uh, which was my, that's my, defi- I, I don't spend as much time on, on YouTube because then I will lose hours of my life. Mm, uh, you know, I know. It, it's really, you know, they're talking about like eight, you know, there'll be some 80 song and the next, thing you know, my feed is like 10 other 80 songs I need to listen to. So I'm like, I got to stay away from that. But I, <laughs> I follow you guys on Twitter and, and just the, the, um, this technology, the, uh, the stream yard does an amazing job streaming through, uh, Twitter. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, it, uh, it does. Props. So it's, that's my on Streamyard. It's awesome. Yeah, that is well, my uh, technology of choice. Oh, well, I have hey, a question. Mike. One final one. Okay, uh, real quick. It's a trivia question. Well, I was going to ask him if he's going to come back, so I don't want to rush it. Okay. Will you come back when you got something new? Absolutely. Uh, this okay. is fantastic. I mean, we got a whole roadmap of things, so no shortage of stuff to talk about. And, nice. Please and, do. And I want to ask you a Star Trek trivia question. Uh, what part? Uh, does the dilithium crystals play in the matter antimatter reaction? Um, I, I believe they power it. I mean, it's this. My understanding is it's the source of power. I, but I, you know, um, <laughs> I'm I'm stumped. I'm gonna have okay. to. Uh, 
I think it deflects the plasma. It um, maybe you know what? If, if uh, we can open our next session yes, with that. that, you know, okay. uh, if with you leave answer. me with that, with the answer, yeah. yeah. And nobody Google it in the meantime. So, um, Michael, thanks again for coming on. Uh, if I can, uh, if you can, stay back behind the uh, scenes. There, we're going to bounce you out real quick, close out the show, say some nice things about you, and introduce, uh, give one more shout out to our sponsor this uh, this month. So, right. with that being said, thank you, and we'll thank be with you, you in a minute. Fabulous! Thanks so much, guys. Thanks, Michael. Appreciate it. All right, everybody. So that, that was is cool. Exciting. That was definitely That's exciting. Amazing. Super excited. So Super with that being said, we did forget to go ahead and plug uh, Witlingo. AJ, Witlingo. thank you Witlingo. for the uh, hand gestures there. Um, so Witlingo, whether you're planning on building something for a small, medium, or large business and you need a voice app that will cover both Amazon Alexa and Google Assistant, Witlingo. Uh, go ahead and check out Witlingo. And specifically the, the product for the uh, voice, if you want to do a podcast. Mm -hmm. That's correct. They do have specified products that will help you get a podcast and or flash briefing off the ground in minutes. So with that Wouldn't being go. said, does anybody have any uh, final thoughts or are we good for the outro? Good to go. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Yep. Thanks, thanks for show. tuning thanks, in, everybody. everybody. Thank you. Appreciate it.